right now, I'm going to pray for this morning's message and then we'll get straight into it. So Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for the power of your word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you inspire me and you put uh, uh, something in my life that helps me to explain, to articulate what you put into my heart. I thank you right now that there's revelation that's going to be caught as a result of this message this morning. I thank you for uh, it being a seed that's planted into people's hearts, that they can take a hold of that, that it can grow, it can uh, produce a fruit in people's lives that will last them for eternity. So Father, I thank you for the power of your word this morning. Bless this message, I pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Uh, this uh, particular passage has been uh, burning in my heart for a, a few weeks now. I shared it uh, on social media a number of weeks ago. And, and it comes out of Luke chapter 10, verses 19 to 20. And it says this, Jesus is speaking. He says, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, don't rejoice that you, the, the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Jesus said this to his disciples on their return from a ministry trip. They were excited about what had happened. The works of darkness were overpowered when they used the name of Jesus. Lives were changed. They, uh, people were healed and people were, were set free and demons fled. Jesus encouraged them in their experience, reinforcing in them the authority that he'd given to them. I can almost hear the joy in Jesus' words as he shares in the triumph that his disciples had seen over the enemy. They saw demons submit to the name of Jesus. It's just powerful. I mean, can you imagine that? They're just talking and they're praying for people and lives are changed. It's just an amazing uh, image that you can get in your mind today. But then Jesus brings this slight adjustment to the focus when he says something to them. He says in verse 20, however, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Because of their relationship with Jesus, the disciples were known in heaven. Their names were recorded in heaven. They were written in the Lamb's book of life. So what does that mean for us? Well, it means that when we are born again, our names too are written in heaven. And it means that the authority that we have comes because our names are written in heaven. That's why we can rejoice. That's why we can celebrate. When we're born again, our future is secured. No matter what happens, we know where we're going. If nothing else goes right in life, we can still rejoice. If, if we lose everything here on earth, we can still rejoice. You know what? Much has changed over the last couple of months. It really has. Our freedom has been restricted and our livelihoods have likely taken a hit. Our relationships have been tested. Some have passed the test, but sadly some haven't. The virus has affected how we shop, how we serve, even how we speak with others. And maybe, just maybe, it's challenged us in our relationship and how we see our God today. You know what, we're not the first ones to suffer lockdown, loss, or even a lack in our lives. God's people, the Israelites, also suffered much in their time too. They were enslaved in Egypt under the dictator Pharaoh. Yet the very reason that they were sent a deliverer in Moses was so that Moses could take them out into the wilderness to worship God, 
to rejoice in him. Yet each time the Israelites found themselves being attacked or taken prisoner or even in poverty, God was always there with them. I want to encourage you from a a particular man in the Old Testament, a man by the name of Habakkuk. And we read in Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 to 19. This is what it says out of the New International Version. It says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet... Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Saints, Habakkuk was a man of faith. He had the right perspective on things. He knew what was most important. You know what? It's really easy to celebrate when everything's going well. But Habakkuk here describes a time when everything around him is in desolation. There's no harvest. There's no fruit or olives on the trees. The flocks are dead. Yet Habakkuk says this. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let's all do something right now. Right where you are, no matter what you're facing right now, make this your declaration. Begin to prophesy what I'm about to say and we can say together over you and your family right now. Due to the the wonderful thing called movie magic, you're going to see some words come up on your screen right now. Let's declare these words over our lives right now. It says this, and this is what Habakkuk says. He says, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in God, my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He'll make me sure-footed like a deer. He enables me to tread on the high places. You know what? I really believe. I really believe that something has changed for many of you right then. Things always change in praise and worship. People change. Hearts change. Atmospheres change. Bodies are healed when we begin to rejoice in God. I love what the Amplified Bible says of this particular passage. It says here, The Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invincible army. He makes my feet like deer's feet and will make me walk and not stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon my high places of trouble, of suffering, and responsibility. Oh, that's powerful. What incredible words. They create a picture for us of what God is and who God is to us. He he is our personal bravery. That's why we can rejoice in God, saints. Here's a secret, okay? Make sure no one's looking around because I'm just about to share a secret. Here's the secret. God wants us to enjoy our relationship with him. Did you catch that? God wants us to enjoy our relationship with him. The Bible says that we should rejoice. Rejoice. God wants us to be joyful. Joy is an actual a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will give us reasons, plural. He'll give us reasons to, to be joyful, to, to rejoice in God. You know what? There was a time when the Israelites uh, still needed to take possession of the land that God had given to them. 
And all too often when faced with challenges, we focus on the negative instead of relying on and trusting in God. The Israelites had turned from God and began to worship idols. And when Joshua had died, it wasn't a question of military skill, but a spiritual leadership and direction issue. Their conquest of the land was not over. So who was going to lead them? And I love what Judges chapter 1 verses 1 to 2 says. And here it it says this. After the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Let me say that again. Judah shall go up first. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. See, Judah going up first went against everything that happened in the families in Israel at that time. The firstborn son was always the first. He was the first to receive the blessing. He was the first one that, uh, that uh, did things and, and went places according to their family tradition. Reuben was the firstborn. He should have gone first. But the Lord says Judah is to go first. The fourthborn son is to go first. Why? Why was Judah to go first? Well, in Hebrew, the the name Judah means the praise of the Lord. So praise comes first. It's through God's strength and it's through God's strength his people conquered their enemies. Pastor Jane's message last Sunday is a powerful example of trusting in God's power by praising him first. Israel had to learn to trust God for their salvation, for their healing, and for their provision. Our hope and our trust shouldn't be in our own strength or even in people. It should be in God. Yes, God uses people to fulfill his purposes and to accomplish his will here on the earth. Okay? However, our faith should always be in him first. Judah going first was saying this, we're praising God for he is our strength and our salvation he is our fortress and our freedom see God gets the glory we don't he does if we were to ask God you know should we be going through a a particularly tough time or facing a tough situation if we were to ask God what to do he'd say this praise comes first praise comes first when praise comes first it sets the the whole day up then no matter what happens, okay, our focus is on God and not our situation, not our lockdown, not our restriction, not our lack. So just in case you're looking for a reason, you can't find a reason to rejoice in God this morning. I want to give you eight reasons we can rejoice in God. And you're saying, oh, eight, eight points, man, back up. That's just not going to do it. You know, I just need to, you know, I'll tell you what, eight short quick but powerful reasons that we can still rejoice in our God. Number one, we can rejoice in the God of our salvation. Psalm 35 verse 9 says, And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, it shall rejoice in his salvation. See, we've been set free, forgiven. Our future is secured. Point number two. Now, I told you I was going to be quick. Point number two, we can rejoice in seeking our God. Psalm 40 verse 16 says, But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation always say, The Lord be exalted. 
To seek is to search out, specifically in worship and in prayer. So we can rejoice when we seek to pray and worship in our God. Point number three, we can rejoice in the sight of our God. Psalm 107 verses 41 to 42 says, But he lifted the needy out of their affliction and increased their families like flocks. The upright see and rejoice, but all the wicked shut their mouths. See, we can rejoice because the Lord sees and he knows our adversary. He knows our anxiety, our affliction, and also our anguish. We can rejoice in God because he sees exactly where we are. Number four, we can rejoice in the shadow of our God. Psalm 63 verse 7 says, Because you've been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. Shadows speak of his presence. When we see the shadow of someone, we we know that they must be close by. Not only is God with the believer, but he's also in the believer as well. A shadow speaks of his protection. He protects us, and and that's worth rejoicing in. Number five is that we can rejoice in the sovereignty of the Lord. We can rejoice in the sovereignty. Psalm 97 verse 1 says, The Lord reigns. Did you catch that? The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice and the multitudes be glad. He reigns over our provision. He reigns over our health, over our relationships. He reigns over your job and over your schooling. He reigns. It's a present tense particle right now. It's, it's, it means it's happening right now. He reigns. He is reigning over your life in, in this world right now. We can rejoice, number six, in his holiness. We can rejoice in the holiness of our God. Psalm 97 verse 12 says, Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Because God is holy, we can bow before him, just giving Him ourselves completely. We can heap our praises upon him. We can believe in his promises and behave by his principles. Number seven, we can rejoice in the word of our Lord. We can rejoice in his word. His word is true. It's trustworthy. His word is tough. In other words, it's strong. It's going to uphold you. That's why we stand upon the word. We can declare God's word. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says that we faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when God speaks something, we can have faith grow in us. Our faith grows because of the word of God. Then we read in Isaiah chapter 55 that God actually sends his word out. It accomplishes all that he he purposed for it to to go out for. And it doesn't return to him not having accomplished it. So the word of God is powerful and we can rejoice in the word of God this morning. Number eight, we can rejoice in our Lord's soon coming return. We can rejoice in him coming again. John chapter 16 verse 22 says, Therefore, you now have sorrow. And Jesus is saying this. He says, But I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one can take from you. I want to say to you this morning, I believe we are living in the last days. We are living in the last days. I believe that Jesus is coming again and coming again soon. I I, I want to encourage you from God's word this morning. We can rejoice because this is going to be our experience. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 16 to 18 says this, 
For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Wow. Can you imagine that? God coming back for his people. The trumpet call of God goes out. It'll be a trumpet blast that's heard, heard the world over. There will not be a single human being on this earth that will not hear the trumpet blast of God. It will capture everybody's attention that God is coming back for his people. You know what? There's no doubting that many people have taken a hit recently. Relationally, maybe emotionally, physically, even financially. We may have socially disconnected ourselves instead of spatially disconnecting ourselves. And this might have overflowed into our relationship with the Lord. Can I encourage you today? Rejoice in the God of your salvation. Rejoice in his salvation this morning. Our worship team are about to come back and lead us into a song of rejoicing in our God. Why not enter into this moment with the team right now? And the, at the end of this, this, uh, this song, I'm going to come back and I'm going to pray for us because I, I really believe that, the, that God's spirit is on this message. So let's welcome the team right now. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my tomb Till I met you I was breathing but not alive all my failures I tried to hide it was my tomb till I met you you called my name and I ran out of that grave darkness into your glorious day you called my name and I ran out of that grave out of the darkness into your glorious day now your mercy has saved my soul now your mercy has saved my soul Now your freedom is all that I know The old made you Jesus, when I met you You called my name And I darkness into 
to be led into and rejoice in our God. I, I pray that you, you entered into the moment, that you felt the Spirit of God moving in that moment. Well, right now, I just want to lead us in a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you that uh, you're here with us this morning. And I pray for those who are specifically struggling in their relationship with you. I pray that the words of this message have put seeds into their hearts about how and why we can rejoice in you. That we would not look to the situation, we'd not look to circumstances, we'd not look to lack or to, uh, to restriction, we would not look to anything else, but we would look to you and focus ourselves upon you this morning. And that that would cause us to have a rejoicing in our heart that cannot be stopped. It's like something shut up in our bones, there's something shut up in our spirit and it can't be stopped. There's nothing that's going to stop this rejoicing. There's a shout of praise, there's a worship on our lips that's going to happen in our lives this week and today. Father, I thank you that you birthed something in us, a rejoicing spirit. We can be thankful people, we can be a praising people, we can be a worshipping people. We can be a thankful people. So I pray right now for those in particular who are struggling to find a reason to worship you, Lord God, that they would see this message, hear this message and take it on board, that we can rejoice in you this morning. I pray that as they do, that their atmosphere would change, that their bodies would change. They'd be healed and set free. They'd be restored, Lord God. I pray that their relationships change. I pray that the very atmosphere around them changes and it comes about in an incredible way. 
Father, I thank you that you do this in the wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus. I don't know uh, everyone that may be watching this, this this morning, but I want to give everybody an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want your name to be written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. I want you to have a reason to rejoice just as Jesus was saying to his disciples when they came back from that ministry trip. Don't rejoice at all the other stuff that might happen as a result of things going on, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. You may know people that are Christians. They call themselves Christians, but you know that there's something different about them. You know that there's something different. They're, 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 you can't put your finger on it. I want to tell you that that difference is Jesus. And I want to introduce you. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning. And it's simply meaning uh, like believing in your heart and then saying a prayer out loud that I'll help you to walk through this morning and you can be born again. And as you're saying this prayer, your name is being written in the Lamb's book of life. Will you join me? Will you pray this prayer from your heart this morning? Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Saviour, in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I believe that you've been born again and your name is now being written right in the Lamb's Book of Life in heaven. I want to be able to get some materials into your hands to be able to start you on your journey of discovering exactly who Jesus is and have greater reason to rejoice in him this morning. So put your details, how, how we can contact you in the, the, the space below and we'll get those, those materials into your hands and we'll start you off in that journey. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us here today uh, as a part of this online service. I pray that something's spoken to your heart. I really do believe that God is in this message and that he can speak to you today. Why not put something down in the comments? What impacted you most about this message? Was there something that you felt change in your heart and your life as I was speaking this message? Uh, if you uh, also want to find out about our kids' ministry and our youth ministry, also put some comments down there in there, uh, the way that we can contact you. And I'd love to be able to uh, send you a link and how you can plug into our children's ministry. It's an amazing ministry and uh, just uh, it really touches the kids in a powerful way. I want to give you a real quick heads up as well that this coming Friday at 7.30, we're going to try having a, a Zoom hangout and family fun night. So uh, I'll send out an email uh, during the week. You'll need to get some materials ready so that we can play some games together. So look out for your email in your inbox. But uh, also don't forget uh, that straight after the service here this morning, uh, I'm going to be opening up a Zoom hangout for anyone who wants to just uh, log in and uh, to be a part of it, say hello to some people maybe that you haven't seen for a little while. Uh, I sent out the email earlier in the week, so all the details are in there. So just click on the link and that, uh, that Zoom hangout will be uh, online and open uh, very, very shortly. So look forward to that. Uh, but like I say, most Sundays that we've been lit up to light up. We've been transformed to bring transformation. And I pray that this week you can transform your atmosphere, your world, wherever you are, by simply rejoicing in our God. 
I pray that you have an incredible week. God bless you and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Thank you.